0: This is Marathon to March. Welcome back, everyone. David, it's been quite some time since we sat down and recorded, but... is it has. We've had a lot of cancellations in college basketball, so... Yeah, actually, program. unfortunately,
1: um, unfortunately, there was a lot of COVID protocols within the Marathon of March, um, within the Marathon to March program. So we had to take a two week break. You know, Liddy, Liddy, Liddy Liddy's uh, brother Kyle, Kyle Litzkin, unfortunately, was in COVID protocol. So we had to, uh, had to take our games got suspended, shows got suspended, had to bring it back. Now we're now we're all healthy and set.
0: Yeah, I just mm-hmm. there's been a lot of stuff going around in this world. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually B- Blake. Um, and his team uh, was was the one in pro, the pro, COVID protocol.
1: Well, yeah, no, I know. I was just making a joke about COVID oh, okay. pro, pro protocols.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have some stuff planned today that I think you guys will like. The we have a whole segment planned based off something that actually Colin Cowherd does every week. Um, he does the the whole thing where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Yeah. And we kind of have that um, today. We're going to start with three things in the um, in this college basketball season we've been wrong about, and three we've been right about from each of us. And David, we could actually alternate on, on this one. Um, let's start mm-hmm. with where we were wrong. Let's, let's get get out yeah. of the way the things we've messed up on. Can actually, I
1: start? Because I have the biggest one. Yeah, go ahead. You know this is going to be. Yeah, you know, um, Michigan's bad. Michigan's really bad.
0: Michigan's really bad.
1: They lost to UCF by like fifteen. Yeah. And I will say this off off just off rep. That UCF team shot twelve of twenty from three. Mm-hmm. They had two it's guys that com- They had two guys that combined for 53 points. Like uh, wait, that's right. Yeah. Like two guys that went twelve of sixteen from three. Like that's that's an historic shooting night right there. Yeah. And but but Michigan is, I mean, they're just not very good. No. And then go to the rack tomorrow, and I just don't think, like I'm not confident in Michigan's ability to do anything at all.
0: I'll see them in 12 days in in Champagne. Um, barring that, it's so
1: cool, man. Like I, I don't think I'm gonna go tomorrow because I, I was supposed to go to Minnesota, Illinois yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I got, got canceled. So okay, I got, I got postponed to Tuesday. Now I'm probably not gonna go. It's also like extremely cold up here. Yeah, the so, winter, like, winter
0: classic was brutal.
1: Oh, my God. It was so fun, though. Like, I didn't go, but it looked like an absolute blast, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know how I missed on this so badly. This is one of the worst predictions I think I've ever, ever put out in sports, period.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't put that on my list because I, I figured you would. Yeah, oh. This is like
1: Harry saying, this is the Ravens year. yeah. That, that's that's that thinking, bad. If you no thinking Sam out. Darnold was good, you know it, it's 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 that kind of kind of level of brutal prediction. Right. And, uh, it's just awful for me, and I and I want to apologize to everyone out there. I'm sincerely sorry, but I I don't know, man. I, I can't Michigan believe Michigan is it. in
0: grave danger of missing the NCAA tournament.
1: Which, so. if you were to tell me that there would be one team in the top ten to start the year, or I guess like they weren't in the AP uh, top ten, were they? Yeah, the AP were. top ten. I'd be like uh, if you if you were to put, make make a bet on anyone, I would not say Michigan. I would I would put any money on anyone else. I would say Michigan's the least likely team, but yeah, a lot of roster a lot of roster changes and Hunter Dickinson's getting double teamed literally every time he comes down the court. So it's tougher. It's tough for those guys, and uh, I hope they turn it around. I still think they can. It all starts on Tuesday, so with uh with uh, a meeting at Jersey Mike's Arena.
0: Yep. So you kind of addressed your national championship. <sighs> uh kind of prediction so I, yeah. now it's time for me to address mine and i kind of like double hammered my, myself on this one villanova is nowhere close to a national championship contender and colin gillespie is nowhere close to a player of the year candidate both of those were very wrong on my part and frankly it's because gillespie hasn't been who i thought he was he no is more of a beta than he is an alpha so w- when you combine that with the fact that they don't have a lot of depth, and Villanova doesn't always have a lot of depth. But no, this year especially, losing Cosby Roundtree to injury it seems like it hurt them a lot more than we, we maybe thought, and yeah. I maybe thought. But yeah, Vill- Villanova's nowhere close to where I thought they'd be.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought Villanova was going to be good too. I thought the, the thing is, though, so like every big game they play, they lose. Yeah, yeah, they can't they can't beat a good team. It seems like, or like a great team, I should say. And if you'd
0: all last week, but Seton Hall was down two players, it was, it was like that's conference
1: win. games. so One thing can happened. I mean, it was I don't it wasn't know. a
0: real good win. So
1: yeah, you know, I I don't know. It's just it's very very it's unfortunate to see. I know you're big high in Villanova. I thought they were pretty solid too. I still like, like I said they're they're in a better spot than most because um, their losses are against elite teams. You know, they didn't like lose to UCF like Michigan did. Yeah. You know, they've lost to uh, UCLA. You know, um, for instance, UCLA for some reason was the first one that came to mind. Purdue, they lost to Purdue, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. There's still a lot of time for Villanova to turn it around, and they play in a conference where a lot of big wins are possible.
0: Yeah, um, we'll get into more of the Big East later. You want to go through number two, David? Yeah,
1: mine's not a actual team one. Mine's just well, it's about a team. I had a severe doubts. About Gonzaga guard play coming into the season, and I've been wrong. Gonzaga's guards have backed it up. Whether that's you know Hunter Salas hasn't been great, so I guess I'll click to that one. But a lot of other guards have stepped up for that Gonzaga. We kind of
0: figured though the, the Sal- we figured Salas. Wasn't yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We kind of knew that right before right before the season started. Like, okay, maybe Salas ain't that great, but you know, look, I, I thought that Timmy and Holmgren would have to just carry the squad. But, I mean, it's just not the case. It's just not the case. Andrew Nemhard has been amazing. Uh, Razier Bolton has been amazing. And these guys who I didn't think were going to be all that are all that. And honestly, at times, they're they're better than Chet. They're not better than Timmy because Timmy's the best player in college basketball probably, but they're better than Chet. And I just think that I, 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 I'll, I'll, I want to apologize to all my Gonzaga fans out there because I know you guys hate me. But um, I'm giving you some props here. You guys surprised me with the, with the guard putt at the backcourt.
0: All right. Number two for me. This one hurts a little bit. Ohio State is much better than I anticipated. I was going
1: to put Ohio State on there, but I didn't, fortunately.
0: They're much better than I anticipated. Many people have EJ Liddell as the national player of the year, which he is right in that picture right now. Yep. Um, and it's worth mentioning that, they're much better defensively than they, than i expected them to be and last year last year they finished the season i believe 82nd in ken, um ken palm adjusted defensive efficiency this year they're 57th so still not great still nowhere close to where you need to be to win a national championship but they are much improved in that category
1: yeah um absolutely it sucks but it's just the case i to say it's solid as as awful as that is. Um,
0: all really, in the Big Ten so far.
1: I know, with, with a, and also one of the best wins the, in the entire country went over Duke, so yep. I, uh, Ohio State will make a run for it. I don't think they're better than Purdue, but I guess we'll find that out, you know?
0: Yeah, we're going to find out a lot down the stretch, I think, about how good this team really is because they're yeah, still yeah. not great defensively, like I mentioned. Go ahead, David, your third
1: Mine's about a conference. I had this conference as a five or six team tournament, uh tournament team tournament, whatever you want to say. Bid five or six teams coming out of it. Bid, yeah, I don't know why I could think of the word bid. Um that's the pac 12. I thought the pac 12 was gonna be deeper. I thought teams like Utah were gonna be improved, Colorado was gonna be was gonna be good, um, Stanford was gonna be okay. I know you were higher on Stanford as well. Wazoo, I thought was decent, but like a lot of these teams, they're just kind of mid and it's a three team conference. It's by far a three team conference. It's not close. UCLA, USC and Arizona are the best three teams in that conference. It, it it's not even close to a debate. It's just not.
0: And and
1: and, and, and they're and there all the, those
0: games between those three teams were supposed to happen, but they got postponed.
1: Yeah. They'll happen still. Yeah. We hope. But it's just yeah. No, I was completely befuddled by the Pac-12 disappointment and you know, I'm looking at you know, I'm looking at Lenardi here. I'm just not seeing a lot of Pac-12 teams in this tournament. Obviously, there is the UCLA, the USC, and the Arizona. And they're all very high seeds. But after that, I mean, a team like Colorado isn't getting a bid. You know, uh, a team like Stanford or Wazoo, as you mentioned, they're not getting bid. So it's just a disappointing conference in general.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Um Number three, and this one I'm kind of, kind of happy I was wrong on. Michigan State, I think, is the Final Four contender. I was oh, at their, yeah. their game yesterday against North, Northwestern. They looked the part despite playing horrible for the first 15 minutes of that game. I think eventually, if they want to be even better, Izzo is going to have to realize that A.J. Hogarth should be starting for them. And oh yeah, He's better than Tyson Walker, and I like Walker. I think he did some good things yesterday, but – their, their offense was just different when Hog- Hogard was in the game so i, I, oh, I you're absolutely right they need to make that move eventually I will skate Brown is that guy he he's he is that guy. he's ridiculous he hits some of the weirdest shots that you think have no chance of going in and then B- bingham honestly has been a real surprise for them. He's been fantastic this year. He's a
1: great defender. I mean, he has three blocks. He's averaging three blocks a game, which is second in the big 10, just behind TJD. So, you know, I, I mean, this is, this is a complete squad. This is what of, this is a really deep team for Izzo. They don't have a one guy, but they have, that. that's one of my issues is that this Michigan state have that one guy.
0: Yeah. And which, it's going to have to be Gabe Brown. I think. It's going to
1: have to be Gabe Brown, but even then they play so well together. They don't need exactly one dude to be, a final four contender. Uh, yeah. They're definitely going to compete for the big 10. Especially, you know, I, I I'm really excited to see how this team fares on the stretch. They have the best win in the country by beating Minnesota on the road. Um, You know, one, they're giving Minnesota their only loss, which is amazing from them. You know, congratulations to Michigan state hanged banner. You might as well just do that already. <laughs> and uh yeah, no, they're legit. And I was talking about them as well. And uh, I'm glad that you mentioned it. Cause I didn't put it on there, but I did want to talk about them.
0: Yeah. So by the way, the, so just to talk a little about it, a little bit about this Michigan State Northwestern game I was at yesterday.
1: Yeah, break it down because I didn't get a chance to watch. So it.
0: I will say I've seen Michigan State play in person before. Obviously not this year, but like I've seen the I've seen them before. I've seen them at the United Center when they put played uh, played Duke there. Like they're usually a fun team to watch because just because of the sheer amount of stuff they run on, on offense. There is no single coach in college basketball that. Changes the way an offici the game is officiated, in game more than Tom though
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: That guy works the refs more than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it was more than
1: like more than Coach
0: Liddy. Like Northwestern came down or Michigan, like he, there was a foul a, a bad charge call on one end that um that was called against Michigan State, and then they come down the next possession and. Northwestern takes this like a blatant charge. Like this one was like way clearer than the other one, and it gets called a block because because Izzo was like losing his mind. Dude, like, Izzo is hilarious. It, it's it, it was crazy to watch. Like I were, love
1: I love that guy.
0: There were over fifty five free throw shot yesterday. That, That's that absurd. It, it, it was the longest game ever, it, and all of them were in the second half too.
1: That's crazy. So well, well, I I'll say the props to. Northwestern for hanging around. They're, they're they're a sneaky team in the Big Ten that no one's really talking about.
0: Yeah, they'll be a they'll be a bubble team, I think, most of the year.
1: Yeah. Boo booey My guy. Yeah. My guy built Boo booey But yeah, that, that must have been a fun game. I wish I'd go to my game, but you know, I can't, Lenny. So we're just rub that in.
0: <laughs> I apologize for that. Let's move on to let's, let's cheer you up, David. Let's let's yeah. let's, let's, go, let's go a little bit. Let's let's move on to some things we were right about. Yep. And we we could start with you if you want.
1: I will. Uh, Auburn is amazing. And yeah, I, I figured I, you were going to open with that. Auburn is awesome. And more, and more importantly, Walker Kessler has been a stud for them, which I made a TikTok on it before the season started. Auburn was in my top 10 before they were even ranked. Mm-hmm. And I was bang on about them. I mean, they're great. Like
0: nine blocks the other night or something like that against LSU.
1: Yeah, if they Something's can do crazy. this, if they can do this, they're currently a three seed in the Little If they can do this, and then they get Alan Flanagan back. Oh my gosh, yeah. they are going to be a squad, man! They have the number one overall pick in Jabari Smith. They have the Walker Cousins. So That front court is just dangerous, man. It's just dangerous. They,
0: they, like, they're just so well put together. And like their only loss is double overtime to UConn. So far. yeah,
1: which is a which is a fine loss. Like yeah. in, an, in, a, in an MTE, UConn's Full a good team. UConn team. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean I, that that was. They've been imp- imp- as impressive as you can be. So I'm going to move to another SEC team to, to start uh, my where Jonathan was right. I think Tennessee is very yeah. much in contention for the SEC crowd. They look,
1: Absolutely they are.
0: They looked gr- good the other night against Alabama, despite being without Kennedy Chandler and despite being without John Folgerson. And they, they just overall have, have looked pretty good. I'm I'm not sure they're going to win the SEC title, but they're definitely in contention contention for it. And I'd say they are better than my preseason pick Alabama, who, who they lost to the other night. So mm-hmm. I think if Chandler and Fulkerson play, ten, Tennessee wins that game. and we, we think about, we're thinking about Tennessee as maybe in the elite tier.
1: There's, if you go to the top tier of the SEC, like the top seven teams, I think six or seven teams, we were kind of high on literally all of them. Mm-hmm. We were high. I was high on Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, um, uh, you know, Kentucky, um, even I thought that LSU was going to be pretty good. I thought LSU was going to surprise some folks, and they did. Are they spectacular? No, but yeah, they're pretty solid. Where's yeah. Arkansas in Lenardi's bracket? I can't even find them right now.
0: I, I think they're like first four out, I want to say. No way. They're next four out, actually.
1: Wow, that's kind of surprising. I think they do a lot better than that. But
0: Yeah, they lost, they lost to Mississippi State last week.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a tough that's a tough L.
0: Who's who's currently in the last four in?
1: Florida's is good too. Right. Florida's good too. You know, Florida's a solid team. So yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, oh. um, but yeah, SEC's loaded. We've been on this.
0: Yep. It's All insane. Right. Uh you want to go ahead to your next one?
1: Yeah. So this one is it's 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 more of a partial W because I didn't think they'd be this good, but I knew they would surprise some people, and that's Iowa State. Yeah. I had Iowa State as surprising some folks this year. Um I loved Isaiah Brockington and Tyrese Hunter. I, you know I love Gabe Kelscher. Um, They unfortunately lost to Baylor in a close game last night uh, in, in Ames. But I think this team is still really, really strong. I think they still have to earn themselves as that t- as the top three team in the Big 12. Because I th- I still would take Kansas and Texas over them. Um, so it's just close to see, you know, Iowa State. I think they're the fourth best team in the country. I'm oh, sorry, the country. No, I think they're the fourth best team in the Big 12. Um and I I had them finishing seventh in the Big 12 as a bubble team, and I was wrong on that, but you had them finishing last in the Big 12, and I think that's crazy. I, I knew they were going to be a, a big surprise this year. I love T.J. Otzelberger, and fortunately for me, I'll be announcing their game in three weeks against the zoo.
0: Yeah, Iowa State with me was – it was one of those cases where I thought they'd be better than they were last year, but I didn't think they'd, like, close the gap. Um it, or be able to jump spots in the conference. But obviously they have, and obviously they're here to stay. So let's go to my next one. This And th- this one, again, is kind of like yours, a partial W, because, like, I was kind of wrong about this, but, like, at the same time I had, like, had the right thinking. The gap between UCLA and the field and the Pac-12 was a lot closer than people thought. Yeah. The, the This was – I thought it would be Oregon that was – uh, a closer gap. Oh yeah, staff.
1: we whiffed on Oregon. That's a all big right. old whiff.
0: UCLA and are not UCLA. USC and Arizona is, are very good. USC hasn't lost a game yet, so yeah. they obviously haven't had a very good strength of schedule. But still, they're undefeated. They haven't lost to twelve and out. And then Arizona, their only losses to Tennessee in a game they almost came back and won. So, I I think those three are going to be battling for the Pac-12 regular season title all year and this kind of has like almost a 2017 Pac-12 feeling where you had those three top teams that you knew were all really good. Then that, for those of you that don't remember 2017, the Pac-12 had their best team was Oregon who had Dylan Brooks in in that whole core in their really second elite year. They had Arizona who had and Alonzo Trier. um, I believe Raleigh Alkins was on that team too. And then, UCLA had Lonzo, TJ Leaf, and Thomas Welsh. Um, but unfortunately, we're held back by a coach. But, yeah. So this kind of feels like like that kind of year in the Pac-12.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Um, I just remembered. So as we go to the next one, mine uh, mine is kind of just another general. At, around the second, first or second week of the year, I'm like, dude, Lydia, there's like a handful of teams right now that are non-power six that I think could make a sweet 16 run. And that's still the case. So I guess mine third one is like the year of the non-power six. Because there's a ton of teams that I see, if they get in, they're going to make a run. Which is why my first team I mentioned is Colorado State, who have been amazing this year. Yep. And I didn't think Colorado State was going to be that, that unbelievably talented. I had them winning the Mountain West. But you,
0: I'm surprised you didn't talk about, uh, one of the ones you missed on was Nevada. Nevada, yep. I figured that would get brought up.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one, John. Don't yeah. worry about it, my man.
0: Yeah, they got smoked um, in Kansas the other night.
1: If you look at like a lot of the teams, though, in the year of the non-power six, I know that they don't they don't play like a mid-major, but Houston looks amazing, and you love Houston. You think Houston's a really really good team? Yeah,
0: correct? they go. They correct. lost some go- They lost Sasser and Mark to inj- injury, which like losing those two guys like kind of puts me off of them but like they they, they still should win enough games to make the tournament, but they they won't do anything significant with those two gone.
1: Whether it's, you know, Colorado state or even some lower mid majors, like Liberty, I'm still really high on. I think that uh, Boise state is going to be a team that I think to watch out for in the the mountain West, Uh, St. Mary's BYU and San Francisco, Loyola still really good. Uh, Iona has, has a big win. Davidson. You know, a lot of those teams, like all those teams that I just mentioned, I could see, I could see, legitimately all of them making um, the Sweet Sixteen, and South Dakota State, and South
0: Dakota State. By the way, David, we're we're gonna come back to this um, when, when it happens, Saturday, February twelfth, my half birthday. will ah. be the Will be the final straw in Penny Hardaway's career at Memphis when they Jesus. lose when they lose to Houston without Sasser and without Draymond Mark.
1: And you think he's fired after that game, or just fired? After I, the I don't
0: think he's necessarily fired at that game, but that like game is like the final straw. That's that's like the point of no return for, for him.
1: Yeah, I missed on Memphis. I took a huge risk there supporting them. Um,
0: they we don't we know how all to beat. Kind of knew in the back of our head that like they they had a they had the biggest gap in college basketball between their ceiling and their floor.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, and. I just thought, you know, Bates and Dern were gonna be those guys and, and they have other players who are playing really well too. Um they're just unfortunately uh, not sometimes, good. They're not good, John.
0: Sometimes you can't overcome bad coaching.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. And also Imani Bates is 17, so it's like
0: mm-hmm. you know. By the way, you um you mentioned Colorado State. I'm not afraid to admit it. They're an undefeated watch.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. They, they, but, but not, dude, Bus texted me, showed me a pic of their schedule. He's like, when is this team losing? Right. And I said, maybe Boise State.
0: And and listen, everyone's going to talk about, oh, they didn't play the Alabama game. That could end up hurting them. They still have wins against Creighton, St. Mary's, and Mississippi State. And two of those are double-digit wins. And so, both of them
1: are looking better now. Creighton yeah. is looking better, and Mississippi State is looking better too.
0: Right. So th- that those are – Two, three pretty significant wins against three tournament teams. Um, I believe Boss is going to the Air Force game tomorrow, isn't he? I feel Wouldn't like surprise he, me. I, I feel like he mentioned, mentioned that um, to me. but Wouldn't
1: surprise me, John.
0: They, they, they go to Boise State on Friday. That probably will be a tough one. They got to play Utah State twice, one of them coming up. They'll play Nevada, San Diego State, um, Wyoming's not awful. But yeah, li- listen, the, the Mountain West wasn't awful in 2020 and San Diego State won every game except for one in the regular season. So, yeah, no, I'm not afraid to admit, admit it at all. Colorado State's on undefeated watch right now.
1: Totally. They totally are. Um, I completely agree. Um, I want to quickly ask you this. It's not about Colorado State. The current one seeds in the NCAA tournament is a bit of yeah. a tangent. We didn't talk about, but I'm going to ask you about this. Are Baylor, Purdue... Gonzaga, and Duke. Call me crazy, but I do not see that changing come, come March.
0: The only reason I see it changing is because Purdue has to go through a gauntlet in the Big Ten, and yeah. so like they might end up being one of those four best teams, but because of their schedule, they might not end up being one of those those four one-seats. I
1: mean, you have no idea how to. You, you mean, you, you can't like tell that also by now, but with the two seeds, like Kansas, they're going to lose some games. Kansas will lose games, more games this year. UCLA is going to either drop a game to, you know, Arizona or to UCSC. UC, UCSC, USC. And then Michigan State's the other two seed right now. So Excuse I'll tell you. But like, those are clear the four best teams in the country. And I just don't see that changing. I'll tell you one of the ways it changes. I believe. Especially Duke. Dude, Duke's going to Duke might run the table, man. Duke, but they, they obviously won't, but like the ACC but is so
0: weak this year. They, they might have, like, a worse schedule than Gonzaga the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, honestly, obviously, like, calf-joking there, but, like, the ACC is not very good.
1: It's awful, dude.
0: Um, I think the, maybe, like, one. I'm just kind of brainstorming here. One of the ways that changes could be, like, if Arizona, UCLA, or USC, like, wins three of four um, against the other two. Yeah. So, or, or something of that sort. Like, separates themselves.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Just
0: something along those lines.
1: And then that team loses to Oregon State and Trey Williams, so they're no longer in one seed. Yeah, Oregon State's in the tournament again. Oregon State three and ten. How is it even humanly possible for a power six school to get three <laughs> are, and 10? Are they the worst elite eight team of
0: all time? Serious question. Like, like maybe, yeah. There has to be others that we're, that we're not thinking of. Like, hold on, who is that team that Florida played in? Um, Now I'm thinking I'm, in 2013, Louisville, Louisville, or not Louisville. Um, somebody played someone in the elite eight. Did Kansas State make the elite eight like in 2017? Yeah, they did. And it was in they, 2018. They uh, were great. Hold on. someone in 2013 made, made the Elite Eight. That was just, like, truly awful.
1: By the way, i uh, at add Lenardi here, and this is all just reckless, spe- reckless speculation, but the 7-10 matchup, one of the 7-10 matchups, is Colorado State versus Minnesota.
0: That's trick,
1: Dude, can you imagine if the Colorado State plays Minnesota? Can you imagine if, like, Duke goes to a 2 and Minnesota a so 7, and they play each other in the second, second round? Mm-hmm. Peyton Willis is going to tear you apart.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I'm to Badlands, well. here, 40. Here we go, 2014. Florida in the Elite Eight played 11 seed Dayton. That's the only one I can think of that's even like remotely close to as bad as that Oregon State team was. Yeah. So, um, I apologize for my dog barking. I no, I like I hear a dog. Are you sure? Yeah. You're, are you sure it's just not uh, you barking? No, it's bad, but she is. Just probably barking at like the mailman or something else. Tell Blake or Kyle to control your dog. I'm gonna like actually go on mute for a sec.
1: Since so it's me, I can say whatever I want. David on the hot mic, I got to say legitimately whatever I want. Let's talk about the Minnesota Golden Gophers. The Golden Gophers certainly sit at eleven or one. Have had two straight games postponed to COVID nineteen, but not in their program, but in the opponent that they play on Tuesday. They go up against Illinois to start their Big Ten schedule, and I gotta say, guys, I think this Minnesota team is is gonna be um, it's gonna be one to watch for, come tournament time. I mean, they have two bona fide elite scores in the Big Ten, in Peyton Willis and Jamison Battle. They have leadership in the front court with Eric Curry. They have hard workers all across the court, whether it's Luke Lowy or Elijah Stevens you know, Sean Sutherland, all those guys, man, they are just a phenomenal basketball squad. And I genuinely cannot wait to see if they can make a run. Cause if they can, David will get excited. And, and David getting excited is danger time. And then after Illinois, they travel to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers on Sunday at 11 AM on big 10 network before going to Sparty to the rematch against Izzo. And Jameson battle will drop 40 that game. You heard it here first. I am back. There's also a very genuine chance the Gophers lose their next four games, and in that case, I'm sad.
0: David, I'm not editing that part. So
1: good. I'm going to no pull my nose real quick. What,
0: what, what you just talked about, but it will be live. So I hope you had some insightful comments.
1: I talked gonna, about the Gophers. So that's all I did. Literally talked about the Minnesota Golden Gophers for like five minutes straight. Also, Clay Thompson is coming back, dude.
0: Clay Thompson is coming back. Um, He's I'm
1: your favorite through, player of all
0: time. I'm going to go through my last Uh, where I was right.
1: Oh, you have one more. I forgot.
0: Yeah. And this one's actually probably going to end up being my best prediction of the season. Gonzaga lost multiple non-conference games. Yes. I was going to
1: bring up Gonzaga too. I'm glad that you did it as well because we were, we were, I mean, I'm going to be wrong. I didn't like, I didn't like. Think about this. You're the one who predicted it, but I kind of agreed with you, so I take partial credit for it myself. Thank you very much. Um, no, but this is all Liddy here, guys. Liddy freaking killed this one. He got the games wrong. What are the games wrong? Yeah, unfortunately. But shout out Liddy. Gotta say that.
0: Um. Yeah, I thought UCLA would beat them. <sighs> um, Duke beat them instead, and then Alabama. I did think would would beat them. Um, and they did. They did. Yeah, Al- Alabama was just one of those teams where I just like thought like, yeah, they're just gonna come out and like shoot threes every possession, and the way Gonzaga plays plays D, um, sometimes they'll probably go in, and they did. Yeah. It was 91-82, I believe.
1: Lenny, but. do you want to meet me um, in Iowa City tonight to watch Maryland versus Iowa? Tickets are
0: $4. No, actually, believe it or not.
1: Do you want to meet me in Eugene, Oregon, to watch Colorado versus Oregon? Tickets? $2. 2
0: Wow, two bucks—that's that's ridiculous. We can meet bus there too. It's it's too bad it's not in Colorado. Oregon would lose. They've never won at Colorado. I thought that was UCLA who's ever won at Colorado. No, it's it's Oregon. Oh, okay. They've never won at Colorado.
1: Well, they're gonna they're gonna they're going to play there probably this year, and I bet you they lose again because they suck. So,
0: all right. Uh, I have a couple general questions for you, David. Oh, general questions. Okay, let's do it. Um, um first. Baylor beats Iowa State on that. Baylor controlled most of the game. Iowa State would fight back. Baylor would make a run. Just kind of how the game went. Give me one to ten. Ten being the highest, obviously. How much of a believer are you in Iowa State? Still seven. Okay.
1: And what do you mean by believer? Like, do you think I uh, did? You think I believe they make the tournament? Yes, like, they absolutely make the tournament. Like, Do you like? Like, do you think they're legit? <laughs> Like, yeah, I I honestly do. I think they have they have the players like the talent on the court. Uh, they beat that that pass the eye test, you know. Whether it's Tyrese Hunter, or as I mentioned, or Brockington or Kalscher, you know, all those guys. You know, I, I love all of them, and, and they have some issues with their front court. I do think I do say you know I do say so myself, but I think that they're they're pretty. Solidly the fourth best team in the Big 12. I don't think there's a team like TCU or Kansas State that's better than them, but I also don't think they're the level of IO um of Texas or Kansas or Baylor. So I think they're consistently that's the fourth best team. They'll get like a five or six seed come the NCAA tournament. And who knows if they win when it comes to that, we'll just have to see how good TJ Otsberger is. And so far, he's passed all of my tests. So
0: yeah, something something about him there it just works. Hopefully, right. we'll
1: get a chance to meet him in, a, in, a, in, a, in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, let's sort out the Big East. Dude, I have no idea where to begin with this thing. You know, the Big East is, like, really confusing because, like, all of them either have, like – all of, like, the good teams have, like, either, like, dark colors or, like, blue, like, in their, in their logos. Okay. Like, it's just, like, weird because, like – I feel like, like you're like my
1: like, sister who always picks the uh, – you know, picks the NCAA tournament either based on how funny their name is or
0: what their mascot is. Just, like, think about it, though. Like, in 2020, we had three good teams in the Big East, like three really good teams. We had um, Villanova, we had Creighton, and we had Seton Hall. Tell me, like, looking back on that, that you don't, like, think about those teams, like, grouped together. No, I do.
1: The Big East is just a blue conference. That's why I love Saint John so much. They always stand out. But <laughs> but you look at like literally. We need we need Chaka to get good and fast. Dude, Marquette even is a navy blue. Yeah, that's true. DePaul's Paul's blue. Seton Hall, but Seton Hall, is Xavier, Villanova, Butler, Creighton, all blue. UConn's blue. Providence is just all black. Mm-hmm. Georgetown. I mean, they're terrible, but they're also <laughs> blue. So you know. Xavier's good, man. Xavier's eleven and two. More importantly, nine and zero at home. Same with Providence, nine and zero at home.
0: We we need Syracuse back <sighs> in that conference.
1: Yeah, just for the rate, just to get the the just colors. To get the better. colors more,
0: more We better. need Hawaii
1: in there, the Rainbow
0: Warriors. Is it a mascot? That'd be a nightmare to schedule. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I love that. Big On East Thursday East.
1: night, Providence goes to Hawaii. And then on Sunday they go to Creighton. <laughs> dude, why is Creighton I'm in this conference? I'm not sure dude? their
0: flight would get them back in time for the game.
1: No, why is Creighton
0: in this conference? Because, because dude, everything with conferences is regional now. Everything Creighton's in Omaha. I know, that's what I'm saying. Everything in conferences is to get more markets. Oh, okay. I get that. That's that's why there's East Coast teams in the Big 10 now.
1: Like Rutgers, yeah. Rutgers are such frauds, man.
0: Dude, South, South Florida, I, South Florida used to be in the Big East.
1: Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. I'm
0: telling you, what, everything...
1: put put Rutgers back in the Big East where they belong.
0: Yes, put Maryland.
1: Put Maryland in the ACC. No, I like. I don't like Maryland in the ACC. Take out Syracuse. Put Maryland in the ACC. That's your deal, okay?
0: You you know if if we if we could get the old Big East back, I, I would be okay with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would like I, that too, but like.
0: Like, why wouldn't I be okay with that? It takes away like one Duke conference loss every year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, this Big East, though, is kind of crazy. There's one big old game tomorrow that Seton Hall goes to Butler. And, you know, you might be looking at this and thinking to yourself, oh, this is like nothing special. I think Seton Hall's, you know, easily going to take this. Butler, I'm not saying they're good, but they are one to know in conference play. And I think they can pull this upset. I, I'm actually going to pick Butler to win this game, Lenny.
0: See, Seton Hall has got some players out. I don't know if they're going to be, still be out tomorrow, but they were out last week against Nova. So, dude, how is Nova so ranked? Right? Your guess is it's getting mine. mind. They have four losses. Like, come on, let's chill out. Because they lost to good teams. I get that, but like, I'm joking. Like, oh, oh, oh like oh. no loss is a good loss. No, I know. And it's just like, unless, unless you like show growth, which like Nova have, hasn't. It's one thing to be ranked. It's one thing to be ranked ahead of Colorado State. <laughs> They're 19 and Colorado State's 20. They're 19. They didn't even yeah. put them at like 23. Nope. <laughs> I could totally see the AP pull doing that. Like, oh, we don't know what to make of the beast. So we'll just put all their teams in like tw- the 20s.
1: Yeah. It's like we have Seton Hall at 24 and they have Villanova at 23. Providence at 21. Just, you know, Creighton can get in there for some reason. It's,
0: it's like what the college football playoff did with the ACC a couple years ago, where like you had like a bunch of like Eric Hughes and NC State. They just all kind of threw him at the back of the wagon. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's kind of true. But look at other biggies games. The big one coming up later this week is Creighton versus Villanova. Uh, that's on Wednesday. Creighton already beat him this year. Creighton already beat him. They get a chance to, Villanova gets a chance to exact some revenge. And I don't know. You know, I think that. Uh, I think Villanova takes this one. They, they need a big win.
0: Yes. And I think this having, is their game. Um. Okay, so I'm going to try to sort these top seven teams in the Big East. Yeah, okay. there, there's a clear top seven. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to sort these. So I think the best team in the Big East is actually UConn. And to bait me all you want on it, when they're healthy, they handed Auburn their only loss of the year. When they're healthy, I think they're probably – potential sweet 16 only 19. fair enough. Um, two, I'm gonna go Providence. I think they've shown enough this year. They have a couple good wins in conference already. Nate Watson's a freaking beast. <laughs> so I like I like them. they, they beat Wisconsin without Johnny Davis would have game would have been a lot more interesting and it would have probably meant a lot more if he played. but three, I'll go Creighton like what their young guys have done this year. 4 you're, all go big, you're a
1: big Nembhard guy.
0: Four, I'll go Nova. Five, I'll go Seton Hall. I was very tempted to put Seton Hall in front of Nova. And I, I still think they might be better. Six, I'll go Xavier. Seven, I'll go St. John's.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Um, I think probably six of those teams end up being tournament teams. Honestly, I, I completely agree with the rankings. Really? One, one for one for
1: one. Oh. Uh, every single one I completely agree with. I maybe put DePaul in there too, because, you know, Brandon Johnson's my guy. <laughs> but other than that, no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, I still love St. John's. I think St. John's is still a very good team. Um, they have one of the best players in the country in Julian Champenny. They have Pasha oh. Alexander, who's my favorite player in the country, one of my favorite players in the country. Um, yeah, no, I like this team, but I, I do think they have a
0: while to go. We'll see. But I think
1: that uh, the Big East is just absolutely crazy, man.
0: Current All-American team, first-team All-American team, I should say, and then your player of the year. Do you want time to think about this? Because I think <sighs> I have mine.
1: Um, You can go ahead and say yours. I got to think about mine.
0: Okay. Uh, Right now, I think EJ Liddell is probably my player of the year. He's been so good, like, on a different level of good. So – I'll go him as my uh, player of the year. Obviously, he's on my first team. Uh, I think Wendell Moore probably deserves to be on there. Wow, Oh, little too over... biased, but I I mess with it. I, I think he's been better than Boncaro to this point. I, I, I'm I, I'm pretty I'm pretty ready to say he's Duke's best player right now. Do I think Boncaro maybe means a little more to the team? Probably, but I think Wendell, Wendell Moore has been Duke's best player. I'm going to put Kofi Coburn on the team. Um, I think he makes all the difference in the world for Illinois. He just takes over games sometimes. So I'll go those three. Oh, man, I'm kind of deciding between like three other players. I, I think Drew Timmy probably deserves to be on here. Yeah. I don't like – yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Timmy. He's he's been Gonzaga's best player. He and honestly, you could say what you want about chat. I think Timmy's probably their most important player. And then I'm gonna go Johnny Davis as the oh, yeah my, That's la- a good my last guy. I was I was between um him and Keegan Murray. Um
1: you have a tall team.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. It's a it's a it's a tall. It's a tall. America. Sorry, I'm changing my last last one. Johnny Davis. Now you're all. He's off my first team. Uh, I'm gonna put Abaji on there. Okay, Abaji. Good.
1: Good. That's correct. Um, we have similar ones. I have three bigs and two guards. I my player of the year is Kofi Coburn as the moment of time. I'm looking at the stats here. Kofi's averaging 22 and uh, tw- 22 and 12. I mean, he's just absurd. Mm-hmm. He means so much to that Illinois team. And, you know, I said it earlier. I think he's the most dominant player in the country. And I think he, uh, uh, I think he's showing that. And I think if they finish ahead of Ohio State, I think it's hard not to give it to Kofi. Mm-hmm. I think Liddell means more to Ohio State, though. I guess Liddell does mean more to Ohio State than Kofi means to Illinois, but they both mean so much to their team. So I, don't, I really don't think you can use that argument. And then if Illinois finishes ahead of them, and including if they beat Ohio State and Kofi like dominates, I'm going Kofi Coburn. But I do have Liddell on the first team as well. I think he's he deserves all the recognition he's gotten. And then I do have Paolo Bonchero on, on mine as well. I just think he's been the best freshman in the country, and I'd be surprised if uh, if if they don't put him on there. I would be very surprised if Paulo Bonchero does not make the uh, the American team with how amazing he's been. And they obviously want to give recognition to a freshman. And then my guards, I have Okai who has been far and away, I think, the best player of the Big 12 this year next to I mean, the thing is, though, there's just, there isn't a player on Baylor that you can say, like, oh, I think he's been better because they just work so well as a team. But if you want to look at one player in the Big 12, I think Okai Baji is the best player in the Big 12 at this moment in time. And then finally, you know, if they go undefeated, I'd be very surprised if David Roddy doesn't make the All-American team buddy. I mean, he's averaging 20 a game, um, and he's the best player on a team that's going to be ranked in the top 10 if, if they go undefeated, which I think they will, or I think they have a, the potential to. And he's, he's shooting 47% from three. I mean, it's just absurd what he's been doing for for, for that Colorado State team.
0: Yeah. So with that, with that
1: I, I go, go, David Roddy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, there's, a, there's like one other guy that, like, I, I think probably Oscar Shibway is another guy you got to consider. Yeah.
1: Sheaway is for sure, but this front court is just absolutely loaded. In, yeah. I mean,
0: another good year of, Bigs in college basketball. Just real quick, I want to re- read um, Ken Palm's uh, top ten for uh, player of the year. Okay. Right now at ten, they have Paulo Boncaro. Yeah. Nine, Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, eight, he's been he's been good. Eight, Drew Timmy. Seven, Orlando Robinson from Fresno State. Wow. Six, Chet Holmgren. Five, yeah, Zach no. Eadie. Uh, Five Zach Eady, four Travion Williams, three Keegan Murray, two Oscar Sheaway, one EJ Liddell.
1: So Kofi Coburg is not in the top 10.
0: No, he's not.
1: That's just, it's it's just insane. I mean, yeah, I know he's missed some games, but he averages 22 and 12. I know, and he's shooting 62%.
0: Just it's absurd. I know.
1: know. Um, And if Illinois finishes atop the Big Ten, you're giving it to Kofi Coburg.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I don't know.
1: What do I know? I'm just a man sitting in my basement looking at a Vikings jersey. Sad.
0: <laughs> nice statement. Thank you. Any other games we want to discuss going on this week? Michigan plays Michigan State Saturday, which I'm usually really excited for. But yeah, you know, the oh
1: excuse me. Sorry. Big rivalry game. Um one team. Has been a lot better than the other this year. And I don't think that changes. Um, unfortunately. There's some other games that I thought I wanted to look at. Uh Kentucky LSG tomorrow. Battle of two SEC solid SEC teams. Um, I think that LSU is gonna try and get back on track with a win there. Yeah,
0: uh, they, well, I don't that's a good game. But I think I like that it, she she would like like dominate. I like Kentucky still.
1: So do I. I mean, I love Kentucky still. So. Um, Texas Tech plays Iowa State. This is one of those games where, you know, this is a good test for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're a top three team in the conference, but I think they're probably the fourth best team, and Texas Tech is a team that's challenging for that. So this could be a good game. Um, the, the way
0: Texas I, Tech I, – t- I,
1: Okay, bold prediction time, John. Okay. Thursday in Bloomington, I think is what it's called, Indiana hosts Ohio State. Indiana will win that game.
0: They need that one badly.
1: Indiana will win that game. You gotta believe, believe and achieve. Let's go.
0: Um, Texas Tech, by the way, one of those teams that like you watch them play for a half, and if they play well, like you're sold on them. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, I know they're ranked 25th in the AP poll. I watched their game against Gonzaga in the first like 10 minutes of that game. They they sold me like. Playing without Shannon and being that that close and that good defensively, I I I didn't need to watch any more of them.
1: Yeah, that uh, a good take I will say. Yeah. Um,
0: Friday, John
1: with the good takes. Friday, Colorado State Boise State to be a good game. I don't, be, I don't think it's too spectacular. You know, oh, Saturday, Gonzaga play
0: San Francisco this week. Ah, nice. They sure. should blow them out, but San Francisco's thirteen and one.
1: Dude, Alabama, Missouri, this week. I'm a little excited. What what game did you get for announcing? By the way, I did. I'm doing the Auburn game. I oh
0: yeah. Oh, uh, I'm so bad. I didn't get. I didn't get an SEC game. I know. I'm so <laughs>
1: bummed. Like everyone, I don't everyone, everyone that, wanted a
0: game, man. I don't. Know I wouldn't
1: that. even mind getting a girls' game because our,
0: our women's team is amazing. We just need yeah, the they're really nation. good. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. Yeah,
1: but, you yeah, have Auburn. Um, That's so hype, dude.
0: I'm excited to call that one from Mizzou Arena. Um, Who are you with? Grayson Rainey, I think.
1: Oh, he's good. He's good. He's good.
0: Yeah. Um, Shout think, out Grayson Rainey. Yeah. Uh, I think that, geez, Nate, Nate Hobbs just arrested.
1: <laughs> Wait,
0: what? The corner the, for the Raiders. No Nate way. Hobbs. No
1: way. No he, way he was not No way. No dude. way. That's insane, dude. I feel for Micah Wright so
0: bad, man. Dude, Duke, How? Duke, Duke plays Miami on Saturday. And like, I'm not going to tell Harrison Mapnik this, but like, I'm a little nervous. Miami's Ooh. won seven in a row. Yeah. So. Oof. It's a big week for LSU. They play Tennessee on Saturday as well. David, why couldn't Michigan be good? Michigan State, Michigan's so fun when they're both good. I bet Michigan wins that game. So, last year, I told you Michigan State was garbage, right? Last year, they could not put the ball in the basket. I told you they'd beat Michigan once. Yep. And they did. Michigan's has been garbage this year, I bet they find a way to beat Michigan State. Oh,
1: yeah, totally. It's just that game. It's just a rivalry game.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, Liddy, who do you got uh, on Saturday? Alabama-Mizzou? I'll take Alabama. It's a good good pick, Liddy. Good. good Although pick. I bet it's probably, pr- probably closer than people think. So instead of 30, it's 20? If Alabama doesn't make shots, they they can keep anybody in the game.
1: Well, you know, unless we are playing Mizzou, who can never make shots. So I guess that's, it's, you know,
0: you know, I was I was in a high school basketball gym all last week, so I didn't have time to watch the watch a lot of the Bama Tennessee game. But I will say it, it's apparent at times that they miss Herb Jones and his defense inside.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely, I don't disagree. Um, Sunday, there's really nothing spectacular. A couple of Big Ten games, Big Ten on Sunday is just amazing. I mean, yeah, we get Minnesota-Indiana Minnesota, on Sunday.
0: But I was going to mention, by the way, the Big Ten rim theory, only on TV. Really? Yeah.
1: It sounds normal and, and...
0: sound sounded perfectly fine yesterday. Bro,
1: what if the Big Ten network, like, puts noises in? It's like when you see a break, <laughs> <laughs> this,
0: this is one of the best theories that, yeah. that we've come up with. It's, like,
1: tunk. it's like a It's like... a... <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast before. So just to, like, real quick, like, tell everyone what we're talking about the big 10 network and and CBS, because that's the other ga- uh, channel that has big 10 games on Sunday. They make the rim sound different. Yeah. Uh, on those, those Sunday games and on the Sunday
1: why, games, it's just I don't the Sunday. Know, games. I don't know
0: why, but like,
1: it's just the Sunday games.
0: Like, p- remember, like picture yourself sitting there watching, like, I don't know, a Michigan state, Michigan Sunday game. Yeah. Or like, no, that's Maryland, on Fox. That's Maryland, on Fox, by the way. Maryland is very much a Sunday game for the big Sunday team.
1: Maryland totally is. So
0: like, so is Minnesota. To be fair, Maryland's playing Michigan State on a Sunday.
1: That's a good game.
0: Oh, tell me, you're sitting there and you can't picture like the way the rim sounds. It sounds. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a, like a thunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it just sounds like uh, it, uh. There's no words to describe it. It's just yeah, uh. That's, in that's some awesome. ways, in some ways, while being an annoying sound, it's also a beautiful sound. Like uh, that's, that's, hearing metal cleats on a cement pavement walk, sidewalk.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's just it's just different, and like once you sit down and like focus on it, you understand.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> what you yeah. just tell is like, oh, uh, hear the sounds of the game. You don't listen to the announcers. You don't listen to uh, who is it usually? Dave Revson and Robbie Hummel on the call.
0: You just yeah, listen to like, the
1: sound of the game.
0: Harlan's doing a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, for like CBS. Yeah. Fox? Who does he do the Fox oh, dude. Here, here Raftery. We, here we
0: go. Ready? January 30th.
1: Okay, Ohio, we're just way down the line. We'll be back in the State point.
0: at Purdue on Sunday. January 30th.
1: Oh, let's go. That's prime.
0: That is a game. You sit down and you listen to the rims and they sound different.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> dude, you get to follow that up with Minnesota-Wisconsin too.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> at the Kohl Center. All That's like right. a rivalry day. That's low key a great day. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened to whatever malfunctions, whatever we had. Uh, David, do you have any final things to say?
1: Um no, I, I guess I guess a shout out. I should shout out someone. Shouldn't I? I?
0: I should shout I, out someone
1: as well. I'd like to shout out Peter Vapnek. <laughs> Vapnek gets results.
0: Um who will I shout out? You know what? I'll stay in the family. I'll shout out Harrison Vapnek for <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, no love for Drew.
0: <laughs> you have to hear my reasoning. You have to hear my reasoning. The reason Harrison Vapnik gets the, the shout-out is because I cracked his code and strategically figured out why he is planning the spring our spring break chip the way he is.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why you get chat. Yeah, dude, spring break to be a fun trip. It's going to be a fun time. I'll actually, unfortunately, be, be in Minnesota. I'm going back to Minnesota. for. I'm currently in Minnesota right now, but I'll be back to Minnesota for spring break because I have a dentist appointment.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, Sounds fun.
1: Uh, it's not, but uh, we'll, we'll – <laughs> we'll, we'll, that'll be it, John. I got, I got nothing else to say. All
0: right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Marathon to March. As always, I'm John Floods, and he's David Campbell. We will see you next time. How could you be so hard? How could you be so How could you be so cold as the
1: winter?